everyone. Welcome back to uh, the Essence podcast. And uh, me and Isaac this week are joined by the lovely Immy. Welcome, Immy. Hello. Hello. Um, so how's your week been, guys? I mean, Isaac, I'm I'm a bit jealous of your weeks, to be fair. So should we start with you? We'll get it. We'll get it out of the way. We'll get out of the way. Been? But I went away skiing to Maribel, which is such a delight. Um, for those who ski, this is a great time of year. The snow wasn't great. However, the first week was marvellous. And I went with a company, Christian company or charity called Altitude, where they sort of do outreach, but also ski and serve and mission. Um, it was a lovely time skiing down the slopes of Maribel. Cool combo. You know, yeah. a bit of skiing, bit of Jesus, bit of the mountains, bit of apres ski, you know? Exactly. It's, it's what, what you need. What more do you want? I have to say, <laughs> my ski else. holiday, I think, was a, a, a little less charitable than yours. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe next time we should we should take Jesus with me a bit more. Um, I'm less Jaeger. So, yeah, that was my week. Um, I, so, yeah, to be fair, I think, I, think, I think you should share with everyone else what you just told me and me because I think they'll enjoy it did you did you have a little fall I, I, I had wonderful I was going down a red um in Courchevel um if you know what that is and basically because of the because of the climate change and, this, and the ski conditions it's not very good snow wise as I was going down the ice the back of my skis hit some powder my skis came off and I basically flew about 20 meters in the air I was quite close to the slope so it wasn't like a, a, a shocking impact however me being uh, thinking I'm really confident and looking good. I was wearing a jumper as it's jumper ski day. Um, and I've got this it's lovely It's all pair. about the looks. It's all about the looks when you it's ski. You, you've got to look good. Yeah, all the gear, no idea, you know? Uh, absolutely. Um, so I've got a lovely um, burn on my back from that fall. Which, you um, know, not, not ideal. Not ideal. But I, to be fair, I, do, I would pay good money to see it, as I said before. I wish I'd have seen it. Not to, you know, revel too much in your falling down the slopes um have you done anything this week Amy? maybe less exciting than Isaac's big yeah. adventure to the mountains yeah I mean my week has been less exciting can I just to explain how much less exciting my week's been I I got pooed on twice by a <laughs> not once but twice like what are the chances of that happening I've told everyone so anyone listening to this probably knows because I have banged on you think it was the same one no well so let me tell you where they happened first one at Josh Bailey's football match in a big crowd of people, Brilliant. which was embarrassing, seriously embarrassing. And then where is a more public place in Exeter than Forum Hill? Next day, got hit Ooh. again on Forum Hill on my own. Oh, which yeah, is actually it's worse. supposed to be good luck, though. Yeah, everyone said that, but... That's so um, yeah. Have you noticed the good luck? No, not yet. <laughs> okay, not yet. Maybe next week. Maybe but... the good luck will start with not being pooed on. I mean, I do live in the Southwest. I don't know what I expect, but... Yeah, it's just but, not you don't you don't leave your house in the morning and go, Oh, I'm gonna be glued on today. <laughs> yeah, twice in two I got days. An umbrella now, I just expect them. <laughs> One of those ponchos that you get at like the Pleasure Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. What or you know, whatever the southern version of the Pleasure Beach is. I don't um, know what that is. So. Blackpool Pleasure Beach. No one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just um, a great one yeah. northwest once again. Absolutely. Um, but what have you been up to, Izzy? Do you know what? My week has been even less exciting. Although, to be fair, I did go to Branscombe yesterday. Oh, yeah, lovely. Um, nice. Went for a little a little walk in the sunshine. It really felt like summer as well. I got a Sunday lunch. We sat in a pub garden. We went for a swim. It was really a 10 out of 10 Sunday, to be honest. That's um, delightful. 
What was the well, water temperature? Was, water temperature was, we're going to say cold. <laughs> if, not very cold. <laughs> if not very, very, very cold. And Freezing. we didn't have wetsuits, so... We went we went for a swim. There was we were in there for a good 20 seconds, I'm gonna say. Strong effort. <laughs> Strong effort. And then and then we uh, sharply went to the pub. Strong. But yeah, that was that was my week. Oh. Anyway, shall we uh, shall we see what Amy's got to say? Absolutely. So I have chosen to discuss the first uh, four verses of the book of James, which is a book which I studied in quite some detail right before quite a big trial hit my life. And this is exactly what that um, these this passage is talking about. It's basically, we'll read it in a sec, but it is um, essentially all about trials and tribulations that we face as humans and how God really wants to sort of be invited into that space um, and the, like, the amazing things that he can do through them, which when you're going through it, feel like a really hard ask on God, but actually we know and we believe that God works all things for our good. And that is exactly what this passage is getting at. So yeah, Isaac, could you read it for us? Absolutely. So James 1 verse 1. Um, so James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. To the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Great. What, what words from James? Oh, this guy or Jacob uh, can we just nerd that. out can we just nerd out on James for a little second because we can we definitely nerd out on James for a little second so James was one of the half brothers of Jesus himself which means he literally grew up in a home with Jesus which is pretty cool and probably means what he's got to say is worth listening to I would say it's a great book it's actually one of my favorite I think it's my favorite book in the bible Cool. Big statement out there, Good one off, probably. But yeah, I basically chose this because um so I I read this a matter of weeks before um I injured my back really badly in the summer between my first and second year at uni. And I'd always had I'd always had a back problem, it'd always been something I'd struggle with, but this was like nothing else. I literally was completely flawed, like literally on the floor most of the time. Lasted months. Um I sort of I had to stay back from uni. I couldn't come back. I I didn't walk to campus once in my whole second year because I was in so much agony most of the time. Um, and it was basically a time where I was I was cross, angry, raising big questions in my faith um, because of this trial that I was going to going through. And I remember having read this a few weeks before, and at the time I just sort of looked at it and thought those words like count it pure joy when you're going through something I just remember reading it thinking like what like how is that how is that something anyone could do but I remember reading it just well I'm glad I'm not going through anything that I don't have to try and insert that into my life because that sounds hard um and then I suddenly found myself in that situation and I, I actually think that the best place to start with this is the idea of joy itself um because I think what he's getting at here is kind of heavenly joy which 
is not the same as our earthly understanding of joy and joy. happiness because yeah because to tell to tell someone like if if I've been lying on my bed which I my housemates can testify to I basically spent my whole second year lying in bed um not being able to move and if I if someone had told me then you know just be joyful like it's all good be happy I would have said no go away um but the joy that it's getting at is this is I think it's just this kind of heavenly joy which is just an assurance that God is there and God is in control and I don't think it has to look like outward happiness I don't think you have to be the same I know there are people who go through awful things and they're saintly and everyone looks at them like wow that's amazing but I I think it's about leaning on God choosing in the face of adversity to carry on praying to carry on going to church to somehow just hold on to this faith um just hold on to this truth that we know all throughout the bible we're told that he works all things for good and um that was helpful to me when i think someone kind of prompted me to to look at this idea of joy as more of a kind of quiet confidence in god which doesn't have to doesn't have to look like actual happiness in the face of trial i don't know yeah it's funny because sometimes what i do is i compare um, my actual bible and sometimes I just like to go away and see what the message says and how the message translates it um, and this particular passage I actually sometimes I go no don't like that translation don't get it but this one I actually found really really helpful I won't read it all but it goes one further than joy it says consider it a sheer gift friends when tests mm. and challenges come at you from all sides and it's like what you were saying Amy, about this joy the message translation is a sheer gift that actually we we should count ourselves lucky that we've got these trials and we've got these tribulations which actually I think you know mm. it's, it's easy to read about and like you say it's kind of one of those things that before it happens you don't fully appreciate how difficult it's going to be to go okay I'm gonna try and give you I'm gonna try and look at this with joy because you know what you're doing um and yeah it's but you know yeah. not only a joy that but idea, a gift that idea of a gift yeah it's a good one because it's sort of it's a gift from God it's kind of an opportunity to invite him into that space to be like look I don't get what's going on here but at you know at risk of doing nothing I'm just going to choose to invite you into this um and I think it's the ultimate yeah. act of trust mm. you know because I think it's so easy to um well it's easy to trust God when nothing's going wrong you know it's so yeah. easy but actually how much we're going to trust him when actually times are hard and actually to have a hope in him as well you know the hope in Jesus that actually Jesus has con conquered all things on the cross and obviously li we live in this tension of the now and not yet like we live in this tension where actually on earth there is things which happen which we don't fully understand which aren't of God's plan at all but the hope is that one day if it's on this earth or in heaven um all things will be conquered because I think it talks yeah. about later on in James that God's, you know, God doesn't like sort of tempt us in sort of in a pathway to sin. And I mean, you had a great sort of quote. Um, I think it was from John Mark <laughs> himself. Thank um, you. Um, I can't remember it, but go on. Well, it's just interesting because I was reading it and that word testing comes up. And I think it's really important to not see a trial that you're going through as ever, infl ever inflicted on you by God. Like God, God is the the sheer definition of good. He doesn't ever inflict 
pain and your trial that you're going through is not is not of God he, he like you know like Jesus wept like he hates that that is happening to you but you know the idea of suffering and why that exists is a huge topic that people grapple with all their lives and I'm not sure I'm not sure I'm best placed or we can, you know, we could talk about that forever. Why about do we a 15-minute <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's not for today. However, John Mark Homer, the man himself, said something which I found very helpful, which is suffering is never God's will, but it is a reality this side of Jesus's return. And so what he's getting at is that, unfortunately, we live in this world where there is an enormous amount of pain. You just have to walk out the door and like see the issues in the city or on the news but God sees that he doesn't like it but he is there present with you in that thing um and it's it's like that this is this world and it's preparing us for the next this amazing joy of heaven and you know without going through this earthly world we're not going to get to this heavenly world of yeah like God's Mm. you know yeah and it's what the it's what the end of this little passage is getting at all these the characteristics that choosing to have that joy whilst you're suffering those characteristics that god can actually equip you with that sort of like in my version it says so that you may become mature and complete i think it's just getting at like when you choose to invite god into a trial you are you're essentially strengthening your faith you are becoming more Christ-like in how you deal with trials and that sort of maturity and completeness that you get I think in other translations it actually says perfect which is um I think I just see it as like you're accepting more of the kind of values that God wants to bless you with and you know I so when I was in agonizing back pain for weeks on end the times where I felt most actually in my life probably my faith was doing the best was during those times because you know today I'm I'm so lucky that I've got a lot better and now I can get out of bed and walk up to campus without thinking about it I don't actually pray about that enough you know like when I was going through that I had to get up and say like Lord I need strength to get me to campus because I can't like I can't walk there but now I think about it yeah I think it's also that idea of not being able to do it on your own as well. Like I think in hardships, in some ways, it's so much harder to to look at God. And I know, you know, I've had two massive trials in my life. And the first one I chose, and it was a choice to walk away from God. And I went, okay, I'm angry at you. I'm annoyed at you. Kind of see you later, which, you know, I look back now and it's just like stupidity it's just foolish because when the second one came it was like right okay I don't get it I'm still a little bit angry at you but I'm just gonna have to trust you with that one and I think it's the idea that actually you can't get through them on your own um that's the really interesting thing about trials and tribulations that it's the understanding that yeah you have to put your faith in God but it's also the reliance on him to get you through it as well um and the support that he brings through those times that's really important yeah you're right it's the release of control because it's so easy you know this world teaches us you have a problem you fix it like and that is not what being a Christian is it's I have a problem I'm going to give it to God I'm not going to try and be in control of it which is really hard but like you said it is a choice and it has extraordinary rewards just like these characteristics that we're equipped with um yeah Hmm. 
And I think just going back to that point, you're talking about other translations have perfects. Um, in biblical Hebrew and in Greek, basically James has this idea of like wholeness as like doing these things. We're on a journey, on a mission that God is trying to make us whole with Christ Jesus. But I think just to sort of maybe finish on maybe some applications, some ideas of how do we actually start this process when we are in trials or temptations or hardship? How do we start this process of being whole? How do we start this process of becoming like Jesus to uh, to really concentrate on that journey to, of wholeness, um, of what you say is perfect? And I think for me, um, one thing which has really helped me, but also challenged me, and I think this is um, can be helpful in certain circumstances, is that when we are in situations, if it's temptation, say, um, when we are in this place of temptation, what we can do is concentrate on scripture and talk about John Mark Comer again. He has this amazing book called Live No Lies, where actually when we are in temptations or trials, we can actually concentrate on scripture, like concentrate on what God's truth is. So when we are in painful circumstances, where we are in challenging situations, we can go back to God's word and see what God says as truth and allow our minds to concentrate and be fixated on that and allow that journey of wholeness. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. I think sometimes if um I know for me, sometimes like when I'm in like the hardest of places and it feels like I'm facing like these these trials that God sent. And unfortunately for me, it's been it's been a difficult few years. I think actually sometimes just showing up, um, which although, you know, on the good weeks is such an easy thing and and such a joyful thing, you know, on the easy weeks you want to turn up and praise God and you want to um go to church and you know especially when it's a community like essence but I think sometimes on the harder weeks when life feels a little bit suffocating and life feels you know you don't want to get out of bed or you don't want to you know when when it's harder I think sometimes just turning up and going to praise God and worshiping him is is sometimes such a huge step into kind of healing that relationship that might feel like you might kind of be doubting or struggling with that actually by turning up into these you know and welcoming the holy spirit in is such a way to heal that um and i think that can be equally as powerful even though it mm. feels like quite a small thing or oh, it has been for me yeah i had this moment i had this moment yesterday where we all went to church me and my housemates who are like they've made my time at uni they're amazing friends to me amazing christian people like and parts the essence community and we all I was just had a moment where I was sat there in a pew with them all and I know each and every one of them really well and they all have things in their life which are hard be it you know work stress family issues you name it like they're all struggling with something like we all are and I was looking at them and they had their arms in the air praising God listening to the talk going up for prayer sharing the peace at communion and I was just looking at them I thought that that's the joy that this verse is getting at it's the you know what I am going to surrender control to you it's an act of submission it's saying like God you're in control and I just think I think that was when that verse these verses really hit home with me and I was like yeah that's you know they're not they're not super super happy all the time but they go to church on the Sunday and they they give their praises to God and obviously you don't have to you don't have to go to church to do that but it was their way of showing it and yeah that's it I think sometimes (laughs) feels such a a small thing but actually it can be the biggest just turning up and even if you know you're not feeling if you're giving it all to God 
and you're worshipping with everyone else as well I think that's such a powerful thing to do I think one other just really practical tip to put this um into work in your life is just praying obviously (laughs) but I think the way that you pray I was obviously God can work miracles in your life and I did pray that I would not experience pain anymore but a more helpful prayer was God I'm facing this little challenge today give me strength give me a moment of pain relief and then expressing like insane thanks for that when when he does deliver those little graces along the way um because a trial can feel like a massive hurdle to get through but actually if you invite God into the the little bits of it through prayer I think I think it's a real I just think that a trial is a real invitation to you know attack your praying in a new way to to do it to sort of cover every little bit of your day or every little bit of your week and like shower it with prayer and god like delights at that i think and just yeah just, yeah. just one little thing like there was a girl called tally williams who some of you might remember last year and i saw something on her instagram last week which hit me and it was do you pray about it as much as you talk about it and and I thought that was huge. Like for me, that really stuck with me. Do you pray about it as much as you talk about it? And yeah, I think if we we prayed as much as we spoke about it, then the world might be a better place. That's so true. My favorite verse, my mum always says it to me. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna forget it. It's be joyful in hope, patient in tribulation, and faithful in prayer. And it's Amen like, to that. it's quite easy to forget because it's like the center of our faith, praying and being in relationship with God. But actually, yeah, you're right. Do you think about it? Do you pray about it as much as you think about it? Talk about it. Yeah, that's good. Wow. Pure, pure wisdom and great knowledge. Um, yeah, thank you so much for bringing down to the podcast. I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure discussing and thinking. Well, it's a joy to um, be here. And for those I'm listening. An avid fan. <laughs> oh, come on, we love it. Um, but for those listening, I hope this encourages you and also just they just listen to this podcast there's so many other great podcasts out there so just really dwell into this dwell in scripture dwell in prayer dwell in just talking to others about what's going on allow others to really help you along the journey um but for this week that's all we've got to say yeah and what a way to end what a way to end great thanks Um, for having me guys absolute pleasure never a chore um and we'll see you next week guys see you next week Bye. Bye bye bye